Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with pharmacist Nader Mitri from Pharma Programs. Welcome, Nader. Oh, g'day, Scott. Good to see you again. Always great to catch up with uh, colleagues. And uh, you're right, we've bumped into each other, I guess, a bit on and off through the years. Um, and I've certainly enjoyed every interaction that we've had. And it was great to, uh, I guess, uh, have this invitation to participate in a podcast with you. And I'm really looking forward to our chat today. So as much as you and I have known each other for a few years now through our pharmacy connections, um, for those listening today that may not know, uh, who is Nate Dimitri? Yes, so um, my journey in pharmacy started way back in 2002, 2003, when I uh, started pharmacy as a pharmacy student at the Trove in Bendigo. Um, spent a lot of time in pharmacy, it's nearly 18 years, and, and that's half my life. So I know the, the industry really well, and it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about. Uh, after finishing pharmacy, I went and moved down to Geelong, um, joined as a junior partner in a, in a group of chain of pharmacies. Uh, before venturing out onto my own and um, owned three pharmacies for about 10 years, which was a really, really great experience. I really enjoyed every moment of it right up until the end. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot through those 10 years of being a business owner and a, and a sole trader and, and everything else. And it was, um, you know, when it got towards the end, I, I did start to get a bit tired and a bit burnt out. Um, I've got a, a young family. I've got three young kids, three young daughters. And, uh, I decided that I needed a bit of a change of scenery to um, just to start to you know take a little bit of pressure off myself and, and spend a bit of time with the wife and kids. So I sold the pharmacies, all three pharmacies, in, in 2018, which is a, quite a cathartic experience. Almost, um, I remember you know the the last when the last of my shops settled, I kind of sat in the car and thought, okay, right, they're all gone now. What do I do now? And um, luckily <laughs> yeah. enough, yeah, it was a, was a, was a you know, really bizarre experience. And then luckily enough, um, you know, having been around in the industry for quite some time, I got the opportunity to uh, to work at Pharma Programs. And my role here as a general manager is to, um, you know, work with the team, um, make sure that, you know, our programs are getting the best value that they can for our partners and, and pharmacies as well. And so you know, Pharma Programs is a great business. We've, we've got... 12 programs currently in the market. Um, we've got a team of about 15 people that work here full-time, which a lot of people wouldn't know from pharmacists, IT developers, marketing, the whole lot. And it's a, it's a really, really great experience working here. Yeah, and, and on that, we'll we'll chat a little bit more about that in a, in a minute. But um, I guess as part of your journey as a pharmacist, you've been involved or you've used a, a few of the, the regular tech platforms that are around pharmacy at the moment. So can you just give us a bit of a, a rundown of what you've been involved with from that perspective? Yeah, so, you know, as an owner, um, I was heavily invested in the technology that my pharmacy was using. Um, at the time, particularly when, when I was running my pharmacies, technology in pharmacy wasn't a big thing. 
pharmacists didn't traditionally spend a lot of time investing in platforms or the infrastructure that they needed to, to run their businesses effectively. Um, you know, POS systems and dispense systems were just kind of there, but not really, um, I didn't feel that pharmacists were utilizing them well enough, you know. So I took the time to work with different POS vendors and different dispense vendors and eventually set it on a system which I felt for, for running, you know, small multi-site owner worked really well for me. Um, you know, and, and yep. all the traditional experiences working with uh, Fred Dispense and Zed, and then also uh, switching often between Guildlink and MedAdvisor. And, you know, it was kind of towards the end of my time as a business owner was when uh, businesses like uh, MedAdvisor were really starting to, to take off and, and really put a put their foot in the door of the, you know, professional services engagement platforms. And so um, yep. it was really interesting to see how patients started to engage with that and also how pharmacists started to engage with a platform like MedAdvisor. You know, there's a lot of trepidation and a lot of pharmacists didn't quite understand what it meant or how it worked. Some, you know, to be fair, some of them were a little bit clunky at the time because it's a little bit convoluted. They were developed, you know, by developers that didn't really fit into the workflow of how pharmacists operated. But, um, yeah, I think they've come a long way now. Yep. Of work actually with Pharmacy Alliance in uh, they were doing a, a you know RFP of sorts for their you know group pos and dispense vendors and so I was involved in that as well um, and I also did some work with Z Software um, I did some training and and uh, installations for their some of their new sites in Victoria which was actually a really good experience so I would go out to the stores do the installation of the and the conversion of the dispense and pos systems over to zed and then i would also do the training do the follow-up training for yep. the next couple of days and i found that that helped me in a number of ways one understand how other pharmacy businesses worked and also how i could work in my own businesses and on top of that what i felt like i was doing as well was giving other pharmacy owners an opportunity to you know understand how best to use things like POS vendors and, and POS systems. Because, you know, I felt that a lot of pharmacists just sort of put them in there, let them be, let them run themselves and would hope for the best. And I found that the more I showed them how to invest the time into properly managing their POS system and their dispense system really helped them drive better business outcomes. And I think that was vital. Even now I work in a, I work part-time in a pharmacy a couple of hours a week and uh, I spend a lot of my time with the owners of that particular pharmacy, you know, not fixing their POS system, but giving them some advice on on how they can better manage their stock yeah. inventory and how to do reporting and those sorts of things. I think it's really important as a pharmacy owner to really get on top of all of that. But you also need the, the proper IT infrastructure. I think that's one thing that pharmacists aren't quite prepared to spend money on. I think, you know, you kind of buy a pharmacy and you just get left with whatever system, whatever computers you've got there. But uh, I think pharmacists now need to really start thinking about, yes. well, what money do I need to spend on my IT infrastructure to help get the best out of what I what I can do in my business? Yeah, and I guess on that note too, that from a, a dispensing and, and point of sale system, the, the and, and you know, correct me or, or jump in here if you think I've got it a little bit wrong, but the dispensing program today is really about managing the patient through to the PBS claim and the payment system. The, and there's not a lot that you can do or tinker within that area as such because it's very yeah, much the patient and doctor-driven, isn't it? 
in my opinion, and I and I expressed this to to Zed Software quite a lot. Yeah. That, um, the dispense systems need to get better at patient management. You know, our for our the way that pharmacists record okay. patient interventions or patient interactions is is really lacking. It's really really poor. Uh, in my, you know, I, I think that that dispense systems don't yep. really cater well enough to have a proper patient management record. Um, you know, it's solely focused on the transaction of the dispense transaction. You know, as you said, receive the script, dispense the script, claim back from Medicare. There yep. isn't really a good opportunity for dispense vendors. There isn't, yep. isn't really a good platform for dispense to record a proper patient interaction. You know, you've got notes and those sorts of things, but they don't, you know, when you compare that to what a medical vendor provides, you know, we're talking chalk and cheese here. It's a functional, yeah, even it's a functional like system, being able to record but that's all, it. Yeah. I said this to Zed, I said, you know, why can't I just scan my doctor's letter from the patient and save it in the patient history rather than having to have a separate folder saved somewhere in my computer, yeah. which, you know, one pharmacist saves on the desktop, next pharmacist saves it in my documents, next pharmacist saves it in another folder hidden somewhere else. Whereas if I had a, a way to save it against the patient, <laughs> yeah. it would just yeah. take our, as pharmacists, our clinical interactions with patients just to the next level. Something really simple. Very interesting. I was uh, recording yes. another podcast this morning with a pharmacist who I think you know, Mark Feldshu, and we were reminiscing about um, his early days in pharmacy and, and that you know yeah. there were patient cards that you had to actually write yeah. on effectively. Yeah. So, so it's certainly come a long way from that perspective. You may not remember that. Uh, I've, I've seen the evidence of it, but Mark was actually doing it. So I, I get it from that perspective. So then from the front of shop perspective, there's, you know, it, Again, the I, I may be a little bit out here on the numbers, but I think the the dispensary to front of shop yeah, ratio yeah, still yeah. sits I, around I the 70, 30, right. 80, I think a lot more pharmacies shift um, a little bit more, but yeah, but, definitely, you know, 70, 30 that right. seems to be about right. Some of the bigger shopping centre pharmacies might swing towards the other way, particularly around the front of shop, but in the main, that's that's your model. And from a financial and a stock management model in the dispensary, you, you carry good stocks in the dispensary, but it's generally known products and it's known order cycles. So, so you're turning over your dispensary product fairly quickly and you've got a good order, uh, reorder cycle. So that's not so bad. But, um, from, uh, if I, if we discuss just briefly the front of shop program, this is where potentially, Maybe a pharmacist, but more so uh, the the retail manager or the pharmacy assistants can actually get involved in that side of things because that's where there's potentially stock sitting on the shelf that's not turning over, and that's where the computer system uh, and the platform can that, actually um, help you manage this a lot better. We don't use our POS systems well enough to manage our stock inventory, and that comes from both a um, having not enough stock and having too much of the wrong stock. I think that's critical. I think some pharmacists focus too much on having yeah. not having the wrong stock instead of having too much of the right stock, if, if that makes sense. You know, so I've walked into a lot of pharmacies where um, yeah. Yeah. we've got top sellers in prime locations and there's only one or two units on the shelf. I just can't count how many times I've seen that. And so putting items like that on automatic yeah. reorder or auto replenishment <laughs> when the stock is low yeah. Uh, it's just something simply really, really basic. Yes. And your POS system can do that for you without you having to have your retail manager walk around with a clipboard and, and place the order. And so I think that having a good handle on your POS system to enable it to do that, yep. setting it up from 
from whatever point it is, it could be halfway through or the start, to make sure that you've got all that information that you want right, then you can take a lot of the stress off both your you and your pharmacy, um, your retail manager, etc. I think that's critical to to you know retail nowadays, and that's why that's how Woolies do it. That's how Chemist Warehouse does it. That's how all the big box retailers do it. And I think that if you want to you know make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck, you need to be doing that as a as a really basic level. My history, um, pretty much all of the major dispensary pro, uh, uh, front of shop programs will have a, a series of key reports like um, low margin reports, um, uh, overstock, you know, or, or, or slow seller reports. Um, you, know, you can you can easily generally bring up uh, you know the, the top ten or the top one hundred items, and they're the things that you really should be making sure that are in stock all the time. And again, once these are set up, this this isn't hours of work. This is you know, tens of seconds and, and minutes that actually can make the difference between making sure that you've got something when the customer walks in and wants it, or alternatively managing product margin management that, you know, something might have been sold at an incorrect price or potentially a, um, a product might have been bought at yeah, an incorrect price. Yeah, you've got to spend the time and, and to fix start those things up, up, which, you know, which aren't necessarily down with your using the platform. Retail manager, spend the time showing them what, what your expectations are from that level, and then once they've set it up, away they go. As with all of the podcasts, I guess I'll, I'll include your um, contact details in here. And, and certainly, I guess from a pharmacy management perspective, you'd be happy. One of the things I like about the pharmacy industry is the peer programs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm sure happy you'd be to, happy to take some to contact or, yeah, or co- connections from uh, some other pharmacists interested in a bit more of your experience. Move on to what you're involved with today, pharma programs, because again, uh, you know, whilst you and I have you know, stayed in contact and, and have a bit of an understanding of what each other have done, this one did catch me unaware yep. that this is where you were and what you were doing. So uh, you gave me some information, which I've done a little bit of research on. Um, where we differ mainly from the, you know, the six CPL, seven CPA government programs is that all of our programs are privately funded. So they're all, all of our, we've currently got 12 programs in market. All of our, all of those 12 programs are funded by manufacturers. You know, so some of our clients at the moment include um, Aratex, uh, Nova Nordisk, Lundbeck, etc. Okay. So, you know, all of our programs that can be either uh, health condition focused or primary product focused uh, and for providing professional services, our pharmacists get paid a professional service fee by those manufacturers. And so for us, it's a, it's a great initiative because we have we're supporting pharmacies in delivering additional remuneration. You know, since pharma program started, we've paid over thirty seven million dollars to community pharmacies. So this is a number we're really proud of. Um, it's quite a significant value that we've we've provided to community okay. pharmacy, and this value yeah. is provided by manufacturers. So this is a clear investment in manufacturers to say, hey, we recognise the really good work that pharmacists are doing with our products or our conditions. And so, therefore, we're going to support, we continue to support community pharmacy through this. Yep. You know, and pharma yep. programs, um, we've now got over 5,400 community pharmacies which participate in at least one of our programs. Over the last five years, we've launched, yeah, it's, it's a really, really significant number. You know, apart from, apart from those government-funded wow. interventions, we're the, we've got the next largest network of community pharmacies. Yep. And it ranges from hospital pharmacies to community pharmacies to PBS pharmacies, non-PBS pharmacies, compounding Absolutely, pharmacies. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we don't discriminate against anyone. So, yeah, we we would love to get every single pharmacy in Australia on board to all of our programs. Um, so if you're yeah. not involved, you know, please contact us at Pharma Programs and, and check it out. But 
you know, you don't have to participate in yeah. all of our programs if you don't want to. So, you know, maybe you don't spend any six, dispense any six sender, therefore you may not participate in that program, but you potentially yep. you know, every pharmacy in the country dispenses an osteoporosis product. And I'd probably say that 99% of pharmacies will be dispensing probably as a product. And so therefore we should have 100% of yeah. pharmacies participating in our programs. No obligation, there's no cost. We don't charge anyone anything to have our platform, our software, which is where we're a little bit unique. We yep. just pay community pharmacies for providing the services. Farm program started in 2005. So programs, uh, and as I said now, we've got, okay. over the time we've launched about 20. Yep. <laughs> All right. um, so in terms of then, again, you're dealing with um, close to the full um, breadth of pharmacies across Australia. So they're, they're yeah, at one stage where it's, you know, around the time when I started at Pharma Programs, we had um, seven programs and our our operations were very clunky. Again, they were very, you know, fractured. We had seven yeah. different programs and for pharmacists to engage in all of those seven programs, they had to go to seven different program websites. And we recognised that that was mm -hmm. impossible. That was a really hard thing for pharmacists to do, you know, I'm doing dispensing six sender today, so I need to go to the six sender program website. Dispensing Lundbeck today, I need to go to the Lundbeck program website. And that really impacted significantly on the number of interventions that we had. So one of my main um, objectives when I started was to consolidate all of this into one main platform. Um, and uh, we launched at the towards the end of last year, the My Pharma Programs platform. So this is a web-based self-service portal which enables all of our pharmacies to access all of our programs in one location okay um, my and that meant that pharmacists didn't need to worry about remembering separate ids or separate usernames passwords etc yep one location one login and you can access all programs at once and that meant that pharmacists could also consolidate all the work that they were doing with our programs you could log in and submit all your claims for the 20 different programs at one time if you needed to. If that's how your business operated yep. and that was your model of operation, then that was fine. We had no problems with that. On top of that, we gave pharmacists full visibility across all of their claims, their historical claims and payments and invoices. So previously, if a pharmacy wanted to know, you know, had I submitted a claim, have I submitted a claim for this person, when did I get paid, how much did I get paid, they had to call our customer service team. And this was just, you know, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare for the pharmacists. It was a nightmare for us. So, again, we consolidated everything into our into our CRM yes. platform and our user-based platform, and that meant that now pharmacists can yeah. go into one location. They can access all of their payment history. They can access all of their claim history, how much have they been paid. They can do some, at the moment, some very minimal reporting just to see how they're tracking on a per-month basis, which, which for us has been great because it's meant that Pharmacists now can see the true value of what pharma programs is providing their business and they can use that to, you know, sort of benchmark against other stores and also internally to see, you know, okay, so Sarah this month submitted 10 claims and yes. Billy submitted two, right? Is there a reason, you know, what's going on? Is Billy just as engaged in the business as Sarah is, et cetera? Lots of different things. And Bloom's the chemist, a lot of those larger groups, Pharmacy Alliance, I've got a banner group login where yes. the head office can, someone from the head office can view and track. And our plan for next year is we've got two products in the pipeline where uh, we're going to be developing a smaller yep. multi-site access. So there's someone who's got three or four or five yep. stores, or 10 stores or whoever it is can access 
the the um or have the visibility visibility across those ten stores. And the other thing that we're going to be launching next year is um, yeah. a, a piece of software integrated into my pharma programs, which will allow pharmacists yeah. when they're logged into our platform see any potential interventions that they may have missed. So currently, when you log into my pharma programs. Uh, you can only see the activity that you've done and not anything that you've missed because we don't have access to dispensary data. We're going to be working with um, uh, some with uh, Nostra data and building this platform where okay. you can log into my pharma programs um, and yeah. you'll be able to see, okay, I dispensed 10 six of this month, but I've only claimed two. Uh, so I've missed eight. And this is going to be a really valuable tool. We've also got a program at the moment, um, which is around osteoporosis yep. um, intervention and identifying patients who have got poor compliance to their osteoporosis medication. And so a similar thing, it'll display for mm-hmm. pharmacists the list of patients who you know, haven't had any osteoporosis medication. Maybe they had an alendronate dispensed six months ago and it's been six months since they've had their last one dispensed or 30 days or whatever we decide to set the algorithm to be. It'll show to them a case that XYZ patient is overdue for their alendronate or their prolia or their resetronate, whatever it is. So, yeah, something we're really proud to be launching next year. Yeah, in, in terms of today's technology, that's where this is all at, isn't it? Because if you're, if you're managing a business um, a few years ago, you, you might have been aware of this, you might have known that because it was part of the routine. You know, the, the worst case scenario is that if you actually decide to go on holidays for a week or a month, something might have got missed, but it's still in your mind you're going to go and follow it up. I have to do how many programs I'm going to claim for, and sometimes these things get missed. So, you know, that's just a small part of, of what's yeah. happening. But you know, on top of all of that, we want to make sure that we're capitalising for pharmacists and our partners on every potential opportunity. You know, we want our pharmacists to be engaged as close to 100% of the time to make sure that A, all their patients are being serviced and B, that they're taking, they're getting the most out of the potential revenue that they could be getting through pharma programs. You know, every additional patient that the pharmacist sees, you know, almost often results in additional prescriptions, better compliance, better quality use of medicines. You know, across all of our programs over the last five years, we've seen that a significant increase in patient compliance. It doesn't matter which program it is or what the basis of the program is. Every time the pharmacist, our pharmacists engage with our patients, compliance is, is so much better. And that's good for health outcomes. It's good for pharmacy and it's amazing for patients. We want to work with as many manufacturers as we can. You know, so if, if there are any product managers out there who are interested in understanding about how pharma programs could help your products, um, whether it be asthma, respiratory, diabetes, cholesterol, anything like that, you know, we've got a wide range of service initiatives from um, so patient support services, yes. uh, call services. You know, we have direct-to-patient um contact as well you know our pharma programs platform enables us to put patients on a journey so your pharmacist can enroll a patient in six care today and over the next sort of 16 weeks patients can receive a variety of emails sms's they get a phone call from us here at pharma programs from our nurse or our dietitian or our pharmacists you know supporting them along their weight loss journey it doesn't have to be just with weight loss it could be with any condition at all so you know, love to love to hear from any potential product managers or any pharmacists, or even if there are um, pharmacy banning groups. If you're not sure if your stores are participating, 
you know, in my farm and programs, please reach out to me or our key account manager. And Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.